0: This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 ESPN.
1: Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's Most Informative Real Estate Talk Show. And this hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors. And the goal that we have is to provide our listeners the real facts, the real stats about our local market. Um, this way you'll have really good information to, um, for when you do buy that first home or you sell a home. Uh, I know a few years ago, we had a board operator in here. And every Saturday morning, he he's a he, great guy, but he never said a whole lot. Uh, I had no idea how much he was listening because when he finally said, we want to buy a home, would you help us? I said, sure. He was the most informed buyer. That guy must have listened to everything. Now he, and he's he's still in that home uh, I'd say seven or eight years later. So today we have another board operator. Of course he's not new to us, but he is behind the scenes and that's Joe Gomez. Hey Joe, what's up everybody? <laughs> okay. Um you are the face of radio by the way. That's not your official job t- title. The official one is he's the public relations director here, but and today our board operator. Young guy, you you got to be in your your 20s, right? I'm 27. Okay. Um and you were asking me a couple of questions about a home. you just got into a home. Tell us about that.
0: Right. Uh, this month, I'll be moving into a home over on Shaw and Marks. I believe it is um, nice house, two bedroom, two bath. Um, my first time really getting into a house on my own. I'm not buying it. Nowhere near buying a house yet, but I am. Renting. That's what
1: you think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so far, from you know how close I am. I'm I'm pretty far from a house, but uh, you know I'm learning as I go. And yeah, so you asked me to ask you some questions about it. So one of my questions for Renting the house, you know, I, living. I've been living in apartments for the past five six years. Um, they're really good when it comes to like maintenance and stuff like that. So one of my questions moving into one of the rentals was, uh, about landlords. Like, are they very responsive? Is it depend on the landlord? Like, what what do I what do I expect going into a house like that?
1: Th- that's a great question it, and um, very appropriate. I would say the big the biggest difference you're going to find from an apartment to a home is that a home is detached therefore the bugs the ants the spiders the roaches are more your responsibility because you're the if they're in there chances are you attracted them unless they were there before you moved in that makes sense okay yeah whereas in an apartment you might keep your place spick and span just beautiful but the neighbor doesn't and all you have is a four inch wall in between you well okay so it might really be the neighbors therefore apartment complexes typically take care of that you're going to love it though because of that space in between you not as noisy in case you had that noisy neighbor or in case you are the noisy neighbor, <laughs> and for a guy working at a radio station, I'm going to go with it's probably you. <laughs> <laughs> no way, man! I'm I'm a good tenant. I'm a good neighbor. Yeah, um, here's a big one, and I've had this happen to me recently, where the um, they sent me, the tenant sent me a, a picture of the air filter. That oh my gosh, you could take your finger and write in it there was so much dust on there so was that his responsibility or the landlord's think about this one you you want it to be your responsibility i mean that's a 99 cent um that's a 99 cent air filter do you want the landlord paying somebody or them coming into your home every 30 days to change that no you know you have you have rights too as a tenant and not to have people coming in and out of your place. So to make that small change w- would be very simple for you. Um, you also, oh, oh, and by the way, that, w- uh, in the case that I'm citing, they're probably spending an extra 25 to $30 a month on their electricity bill because of that. Because the AC is working so hard. Right, and here is the other thing that happened water was dripping out of the vent from the air conditioner so it's like oh my gosh something's broken up there no it was the clogged and dirty filter and and the registers were dirty too and and you might say well
0: gosh the landlord should check up on that once in a while they only moved in nine months ago ah okay so so it's really up to the tenant to be to be responsible and look at those things to see if You know, if something's going wrong, you know, make sure to let the landlord know. If not, then handle it yourself. It's nothing that's going to cost you too much. Exactly right.
1: And um, there is no water that goes through an air conditioner. So it could not be the fault of that. But what it was is the clogged filter made the air conditioner ice up because it pulls humidity from the air.
0: And um, so that's what that was. It was dripping ice. That's so yeah so something small can lead to something like that and then that's whenever you have to call the landlord and be like hey this is what's going on uh, sorry about that yeah exactly now I'll, I told
1: one person one time that if it's something that you can fix very easily um, go ahead and do it uh, and but but tell me about it this way I know what's happening in the home um, because. They didn't want somebody coming through their home all the time. And and I respect that. However, as a good landlord, and you asked, are all landlords the same? No, they're not. So when I had my good landlord hat on, (laughs) I will tell you that I'd rather fix a $50 problem than a $500 problem. So great example in a common example is a drip under the sink, you know, into the cabinet down there. It's probably a one-time 5 minute $50 issue, but if you let it go pretty soon you got to rebuild the whole the whole thing.
0: That makes sense, yeah. Yeah. So so like just small like anything that happens within the house, even if it's small, make sure to let the landlord know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I think it, and you'll build a relationship with that landlord and you'll know what they want and um and that's important. Respect your landlord too. They do own the property,
0: right? Yeah, that's I I realize that. That's something you know I've taken into account. Um, def, coming from apartments, you know, you have a few people that you deal with, but I know I'm gonna have you know this one person that owns a place. So you know that's just where a little of my curiosity stems from. Because like I said, I, being in the apartments, it, it's really quick, really fast, and you know transitioning to the house, it's a little more you know costly and all that. So I was just a little curious about. You know what it's going to take and and who i'm going to deal with you know what i mean because i know you are a property owner and you deal with tenants all the time so Mm, yeah it's good to get some information out of you and you know and i told some tenants this week i said you really ought to
1: consider buying a home i mean they pay on time all the time i would imagine their credit's got to be sterling and um it's it's time they get into a thirty-year fixed-rate mortgage, so that they don't have to worry about rents going up, rent control. None, of, you know, they they can fix that. And you too, Mr. Joe Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days, you're gonna
0: be buying your first home someday soon, Don. I'll let you know. I hope you're there. All right,
1: very good. Thank you, and um. I also want to introduce our guest today, Rip Havdi of Remax Gold. Good morning. Good morning, Don. How you doing? Great. Um, and Rip is, has been in the Fresno real estate market how many years? Since 1998. 98. So Total. you know a thing or two because you've seen a thing or two. That's right. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I stole that from Geico. There you go. Or no, Farmers. Yeah. I know it's insurance. Farmers. But it, farmers. Okay. Um. How would you, I've been asking this of everybody this whole year because I didn't know the answer right. myself. How is the local Fresno County Central Valley market doing? Well, that's, what, that's a great question. That's the same question I get a lot from everybody.
2: And it seems like since the time changed, I called it a full moon. So all summer long, it's just been a full moon. So it's been a different market. Um, the inventory is still really low considering what we have. Um, I know it's the same inventory level we've had for a really long time, but in the scheme of things, um, it's still a a low inventory for the uh, amount of population that we have in the Fresno County market. Um, They're selling. We are seeing um, some homes that are selling quickly that are in good shape, good location, have been updated, uh, multiple offers still. But we are seeing some homes that are on the higher end Um, that may need a little bit of work that are sitting on
1: the market um, a little bit longer than we'd like to see. Mm -hmm. Now, I've been hearing talk and, oh, my gosh, if you read the news, listen to the news on a national scale, they talk about how the market is... Going to
2: crash. Yeah. Recession, doom and gloom. It's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy they're trying to push out. Yeah. (laughs) That's what it feels
1: like to me. Either that or they're trying to sell papers. That, well... Do they you, sell papers anymore? Uh, they sell clicks. There you go. Yeah. That's it. Um, but for all those doom and gloomers out there, yep. here's an interesting statistic that comes from your local database, right. the Fresno Multiple Listing Service. So the median home price for January first, two thousand eighteen, nice through January, or excuse me, through September twentieth of two thousand eighteen was 270,000 uh, now you go to the same time period this year right so January 1st to yesterday right Um, 280,000 right that's up ten thousand yeah. dollars yep okay that's not dramatic that's not gonna sell any cl- you know who's gonna click on that yeah. one what kind of news story is that yeah
2: so you and I would just call that a good stable market mm-hmm And that's uh, that's what we want. We don't want the the high ups and the high downs. We want a good stable market. Yeah,
1: that's about a three percent increase. Perfect. Yeah, I didn't do the math on that. I'm just thinking ten thousand bucks. Okay. Now here's an interesting one too. That's the median price. Right. So the average price is um, was two ninety eight five last year. Right. Same period of time this year, it's up to three twelve five. There you go. $14,000. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's not a news story. That's just facts. Yeah. That's the way it is. Set. So when you hear these stories that um, the California home market is officially slow. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're looking for the real news, not the fake news, call the Fresno Association of Realtors. So we'll take care of you. <laughs> okay. I like that one. Now, somebody might say, ah, oh, but the number of sales are down. Sure. Uh, same period of time last year, 5,700. This year, 5,200. So okay. it's down. Yep. But, I mean, you got to remember last year was a banner year. Correct. I mean, what if Cody Bellinger next year only hits 40 home runs? It's still a good year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'll take it. Well, right. Well, are you a Dodger fan? I'm a baseball fan. Okay. All right. So, and and that's... The real news. Right. 5,200 so far this year is good. Yes. Somebody who wants to sell their home. Can sell it. They can sell it. We're not in the Midwest under snow. Ah, there you go. Hey, it's only in the middle of September.
2: Yeah, but the snow's coming for them. Their season's already starting to wind down.
1: Wait a minute. Today's the first day of autumn, isn't it?
2: I think today or tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. But a lot of the areas in the United States are already starting to wind down. where we in the central valley we can sell all year round that's
1: what a lot of folks don't realize we sell all year round yeah yeah um a a term that i i gotta admit i stole it from somebody but uh seasons don't make or seasons do make a big huge difference in real estate sales if you live in minnesota correct (laughs) but we're here in sunny california and the seasons yeah it's a factor but no. One of many. That's right, and we got
2: some great we got great weather, we got the Fresno state bulldogs. So um, the other thing we have is property taxes under control. Ah, uh, yeah. And you know, out, outside the area, folks are. Uh, I don't know about you, but I have a lot of people that I'm selling uh, homes and or leaving the state, mm. um, from Idaho, Nevada, Arizona, Texas, even Tennessee. Um, but a lot of my folks are, are heading out for whatever reason they choose to leave. So, but what I find interesting is when they're they're telling me about their tax rate and the taxes they're paying. Now, they may not be paying any state tax, but their property tax is really high. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. All right. Hold on to all these thoughts because we are going to go to our first commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 ESPN. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, along with, along with Rip Havdi of REMAX Gold, realtor extraordinaire. I can say that because you sold one of my listings recently. <laughs> yes. That was a great
2: transaction. We were didn't gonna... come back on that last time. We didn't, but it was a great transaction. So I appreciate uh, working with you and helping the seller and buyer facilitate a deal. Buyer's extremely happy. I'm sure your seller's extremely happy. And uh, we're actually going to be doing a housewarming party for her uh, next month.
1: Oh great.
2: And tie it with her birthday so we're gonna have fun.
1: All right uh, and I remember seeing a picture that you posted of them when they bought the house. Yeah the excitement. Oh yeah it, 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 and I never met them yep but just seeing that picture and the excitement yep. made me made my heart feel good.
2: Oh mine too. it was uh, I still remember that it was great.
1: Okay, I want to talk a little bit about a deal that me and you did not make, okay? And uh, you remember that one over in Northwest Fresno sure. where the the neighbor oh yeah yeah wanted to buy yes. one of my listings that's correct um and man could have had a quick easy sale correct but but yeah keyword yeah <laughs> I felt like I needed to work for my seller correct. And the home needed to be painted, carpeted, it, and she was able to do that. Right. So we told you, uh-uh, not not yet. not, No right. price, no yeah. nothing until we got the house ready. Now, that was more work on me because um, she didn't know the right painters, carpet people, and all that. So I ended up being the Paint. project coordinator. Right. Concierge service. <laughs> yeah. Uh, more work on me, but she ended up selling it to, uh, we had multiple offers. I think, did you guys, you yep. did come in with an offer, yeah. but not a couple times. <laughs> All right. But wasn't the successful one because somebody bid higher. Yes. It, well, it, it's higher and better. Correct. Uh, because, well, there were 4,000 agents. Right. And their buyers that were competing for that home. Correct. Not just the neighbor. So, um, there was a bigger pool of fish to correct. fish from correct that's why you list your home in the multiple listing service instead of craigslist or something like that there you go expose it yeah and, and there's a term out there called a pocket listing okay in the beginning of that transaction or when i f- what we were in the process of rehabbing the home correct uh, that was in a way a pocket listing Could have sold it to you, made some quick, easy bucks right in the beginning and been
2: done. Oh, yeah, because the seller had talked to the neighbor, so we already knew they were selling, they wanted to buy.
1: There you go. Right. Um, So that pocket listing would have been to the benefit of me and you, not to the benefit of the clients. Right. And the, the not just, I mean, the seller came out. with more proceeds, the eventual buyer is now living in that home and loves it and is just very happy. In a great location. Yeah, yeah. Of course, all my listings are in great location. Of course, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Even if they're not, they're still still going to be good. Yeah. Um, Although that's something we can talk about. You may not have the best location going for you, but you can still be the best kept home on the block. That's the, that's the goal
2: of every homeowner. Uh, when I'm talking to folks, when I'm walking, um, passing out flyers and door knocking, is I always look for the best home on the block, Don. Mm-hmm. And then I, a lot of times I'll stop and just compliment him. Hey, I and compliment them. I'm a real estate agent. You have a very nice
1: home. So just thank you for keeping the neighborhood nice. Yeah, and I'll bet that makes the rest of the neighborhood. Puts a little pressure on sure. them to mow their lawn. Yep. By the way, here we are, for first weekend of fall. By the way, we're obviously not experts in that. We, we don't, I thought today was the first day of fall. You think it's tomorrow. Yeah. We, we better stick to real estate. That's right. Let somebody else handle time and weather. There you go. Um, but some people are letting their yards go. I, yes. And if you wanted to sell your home and your next-door neighbor has – three foot tall dead weeds yes. for, for their landscaping, yep. what do you do? Because that cannot be
2: helpful. No. Well, here's here's a, um, as a professional real estate agent, you can talk to your seller and actually go knock on the door of the neighbor and say, do you mind if I cut your grass? Mm-hmm. No, I've done that. I've had people come out and actually spruce the front of the neighbor's house up, clean it up, because it does, it's a detriment to the seller. Mm-hmm. And it's going to it's going to drag down. It's going to hurt the sell. It's going to add time on the
1: market, uh, maybe even drop the value a little bit just because of that one neighbor. Just curious. So you've done that a handful of times. Yes. What's the percentage, would you say, where the neighbor says, no, that's I'll, I'll do it. I'm sorry. I'll take care of it. Well, it's
2: rare. But then in some occasions <laughs> it's gotten bad where the 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 homeowner actually called the city mm-hmm. and, and then they get then it got cut. Yeah, But we're trying not to do that, we're just trying to handle it as neighbors. So first step is handle it as neighbors. Communication, just knock on the door, hey, can I help you out? Mm-hmm. But we can't just go out there and cut the grass because
1: it's not our property. All right, so what um, What? What if a, uh, a seller wanted to sell their home, but they don't want to pay very much in commissions or brokerages, yeah. Sure. so they say, I just want you to sell it so you don't have to share it. So, now we're beginning with the definition of a pocket listing. Correct. What, what are the pros and the cons of a pocket listing, or also known as coming soon? Yes. I, th- I think, here's my little commentary. The term pocket listing didn't sound very good, so, so it's got a new name now. Called coming soon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I like the, uh,
2: we see that a lot when the homeowner is, the, the property needs to be rehabbed so i have one myself right now it's being rehabbed and it's a major rehab we're talking about the garage four-car garage being rebuilt um inside out paint floors carpet um, it's a major rehaul overhaul um it'll be a, a great property when it's ready in about a week um so that's technically as a pocket listing right now too so the the good thing about that is as we're talking you and i are talking I made the phone call to you about the other property we had. I said, "Hey Don, a neighbor really wants that house." They said, "Hey, don't worry about fixing it up. They want to do it all, but mm-hmm. they wanted the X amount price." Of course, that was not acceptable. Mm-hmm. Um, even coming back and forth um, I, with seller expectations, buyer expectations, my buyer was thinking X, and your buyer, your seller was thinking Y, <laughs> and they got Y. And uh, I saw it. And you know, if they would have played ball a little bit more, maybe would have come in, but. The, the pitfalls, I think, on the pocket listings is um, we want to make sure as professional real estate agents that the seller gets the maximum amount of uh, money for their home, and it's our fiduciary responsibility to take care of our clients, buyers and sellers. So you have to be able to handle that um, in a professional manner to where we're taking care of the seller. I do see some sellers um, selling that may be a little bit too, um, too cheap. Where they mm-hmm. could have done a little bit more. But then some sellers don't want to do the work.
1: They so mm-hmm. said, no, I'm out. And some sellers can't do the work. They Correct. don't have the money yes. to pay to have it repainted. Correct. So, okay. So, an as is sale might be appropriate there. Yep. So, I think it's pretty simple to say for the seller here's the pitfall of a, a, a pocket listing is that not everybody knows about it. In a way, you're selling a secret yes. just a handful of people know about it. Right. As opposed to every buyer having the opportunity to to bid on it. Yeah. But what about if a buyer says, hmm, boy, maybe it sounds like uh I can pick up a hot deal if right. I go fishing in that pond over there where uh nobody knows about those homes. And that's where you have a lot of investors in town looking
2: for properties they can pick up and maybe flip and make a few bucks fairly quickly. Mm. So that's where I see a lot of the pocket listings coming in. They'll pick them up, and then you'll see them rehab them, and then come back on the market at a higher mm-hmm. price.
1: Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times sellers think, oh, this home needs to be totally redone. It still has popcorn on the ceilings. The carpet's old. But you know what? That's a cosmetic correct. fixer. Yeah. That can still sell for good, a, a good premium, um, or, or I'll, I should say it, it can still sell for a fair price. correct because that's something that a buyer can do eventually. Yes, if you, if we find the right buyer. A lot of buyers, they're, they're looking for moving condition.
2: I don't want to do anything because a lot of them still don't have a lot of money. And it's the same, same thing you and I've been talking about for years is Fresno needs better paying jobs. So yeah. we're still waiting on the city council and the mayor and
1: everybody else to bring, bring in some better jobs. Okay, great. Um, so, what you're saying is um, the investors are the ones picking up on those. Some of those pockets. I believe so. Now, you're going to have some buyers that are able to
2: handle a small rehab or they're okay with the uh, carpet and paint and minor things. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the buyers I deal with, I've
1: seen, they just want to move in ready. They don't want to deal with it. So here's another pitfall to uh, to that. it. it takes away from the professionalism of our real estate industry yes so last night got a text from a really good client saying hey um our former or our grandmother's former home is for sale uh what how much is it going for i could not find any information on it turns out it's a pocket listing i i ended up Couldn't find it anywhere, um, tax records, MLS, that it was for sale. I drove by the property. Sure enough, there's a sign. Coming soon? Yeah. So, and supposedly it's already been in escrow before. So, eh, you know, my point is that chips away at our professionalism. I wasn't able to give my client an information. Yeah. Uh, So... We we as an industry have to really look for that. So,
2: yeah, that's what the public needs to know that we we're, we're self policing. We do take care of our own, mm-hmm. and we do check that out. I don't know about you, but I always um, talk to the folks at Far Fresno Association of Realtors about issues like that. And I talked to um, our folks the other day about an issue, and uh, very receptive, and they listened, and I got the answer that I needed. Mm-hmm.
1: And that is something really important. The Fresno Multiple Listing Service that's owned and operated by the Fresno Association of Realtors has rules and regulations Correct. and a code of ethics. Correct. A lot of those websites out there no. that take our information yep. and disseminate it, um, there is no rules and regulations there. Yeah, the big part I find, on is the uh, Internet folks, are, they don't
2: belong to NAR, National Association of Realtors, so they do not belong, <clears throat> they do not follow our code of ethics. Mm-hmm. And they, do, they do not have to follow our code of ethics. Therefore, they choose not to, and they choose to um, not be so friendly to
1: the fellow realtors. Right, right. Well, with that, we're going to our next commercial break. So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 ESPN. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and Rip Havdi, our guest today from REMAX Gold, uh, longtime realtor here in the Central Valley. And, hey, when a buyer comes up to you or to any realtor yep, that follows that code of ethics we're talking about and the rules and the regulations of the Fresno Multiple Listing Service, what should they expect when they say, put me in coach, I'm ready to play. I'm ready to buy a home. That's,
2: now, all, that's a great question. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest things we see is with seller and buyer expectations. So we have um, buyers, that come in. Uh, first time we meet them, first of all, we're going to uh, get to know them. Almost every experienced real estate agent in town. First thing we're going to talk to them is, um, has it been to a lender yet? It's been pre-qualified. Um, From there on out, we're going to find out what their wants and needs are, their wish list, so to speak. Um, And then from that point on, we're going to start guiding them through the real estate process. So at that point, we're going to go start searching for homes for them. We're going to find a home. Let's say we've been out looking for a couple weeks. We've seen about 10, 15 houses. They find the one they like. Um, At that point, we write an offer. And that's where the value of the real estate agent comes in because it is a real estate contract. So I think a lot of people uh, fly loose with the real estate contract thinking they can, you know, fly kind of free with that and not worry about a whole lot, but it is, I want to remind everybody, it is a real estate contract.
1: And that contract is also a guideline. Correct. It's like, okay, you got so many days to get your application into a lender. Correct. So many days to do inspections and either remove contingencies or yeah. or do extend them or make some kind of a request.
2: And then the, the, the other advice that we give the buyers is um, at this point, your earnest money deposit is at risk after this. So on day, you know, day 17, all of our inspections are done. And then at that point, the seller's gonna want us to release our contingency for that. Um, some people uh, may drag their feet on a little bit but in order for us to be professionals, we need to follow the contract times and dates. So it tells us the loan amount, who the lender is. Um, I've had situations here recently where they changed lenders in the middle of the bo- uh, middle of the con- uh, middle of the uh, contract and didn't tell the listing agent. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're into a two-week delay.
1: I, okay. Now you're hitting on one of my pet peeves. Yep. <laughs> when they you get this. You get an offer with a really good pre-approval letter from a local lender that you know and has a reputation for performing mm-hmm. and being timely and responsive. And next thing you know, they're going with
2: dot, sh- dot yeah, .com
1: dot.com lending, and that's based out of um, Timbuktu, Arkansas.
2: And it's a family friend.
1: <laughs> yeah, or or worse yet. Not even that it's just something that there was a flashing red thing on there about free interest rate. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So uh, and the buyer really thinks they can get that. Correct. What kind of problems does that present for the realtors who are trying to be professional in guiding that escrow to a close? And also for the other party, the seller.
2: Okay, so when a buyer decides to change financial uh, institutional changes in the middle of a contract, that's a big problem. Seller has to approve the change, first of all. A lot of the um, agents are not bringing that change in until it's way late. Now you've got the seller under a gun, basically, so to speak, behind the eight ball, not knowing what's going on. Um, the seller's made plans, maybe moving, uh, relocating kids, job changes, what have you. So they make this change and um, it puts the buyer's agent and the seller's agent in in, um, a great flux because we're not sure what's gonna happen now. So what I've seen personally on a deal that we have right now is the buyer changed to an out of town lender, uh, supposedly a family friend, already approved with a great local lender here in town and could have closed on time. The seller was moving to Tennessee took her kids out of school closed her business and now we're i don't know what the date is the 20th 21st 21st and she's so maybe it is autumn she still has right <laughs> she still hasn't closed now here's the here's the, the problem for the the buyer is the, the seller gave him an extension but now it's costing him 200 bucks a day because she closed her business wow it's costing the seller costing the buyer 200 bucks a day per diem oh, oh because oh. it's running late in, gotcha. in order to get that extension to close, because mm-hmm. in the time in, in that time that it came up, we have a uh, all cash offer willing to close in seven days. Mm.
1: Let me get your opinion on this one. So, let's say somebody writes an offer on one of your listings, mm-hmm. and they don't attach a pre approval letter, mm-hmm. they uh, and they don't make reference to it because the pre-printed part does say they have three days to do that correct now oftentimes for our listeners benefit oftentimes we will put in there that buyer has been pre-approved by correct this particular lender well it absent all that so there's no mention of a lender um, is that open game to change lenders
2: Um, well technically since it's not written down I would say so but then they should have already seen somebody Now, as a a good listing agent, they're not going to present that offer to the seller until they've got a pre-approval letter. They have a couple days to get that done. They're going to let the buyer's agent know, hey, I really need an approval letter to make sure this is a good deal. Now, I know you've got three days to get me the approval letter, but um, I also have three days to present this Mm -hmm. offer. I don't want to do that because we're trying to help the seller sell the home. So it's... uh, every buyer should be approved before they start the process Mm
1: -hmm. here's a good one too about when you go out of the area you don't know local there's local issues or not even issues just tendencies so i had a listing in madera ranchos Mm -hmm. which is really excuse me madera but it's really north fresno (laughs) fresno's growing so much i mean look at all the homes being built in just across the river and the fresno mls actually has the majority of the listings out there yep but the madera in madera county they're part of another mls correct which goes from the san joaquin river all the way to and i don't know if it's modesto or stockton but yeah madera somewhere. county all the way up yeah um, so anyway this internet lender a dot-com lender uh picks an appraiser probably put in Madera County. Yeah. The appraiser was coming from Modesto. Right. And I remember saying, "No. Uh uh-uh. uh. Sorry, you can't yeah. get get in the house."
2: That's the other biggest problem. Yeah, I went to an appraiser class not that long ago and he was teaching us on um, when you talk to the appraiser uh, as a listing agent, ask him, "Hey, when's the last time you've done an appraisal in my subdivision?" Mm-hmm. And if to have it. Say okay, thank you very much. Hang up, and then call the lender back right away and say we we need a different appraiser. Mm-hmm.
1: So I think what you, my point is: the market area does not always fit a geographical boundary. No,
2: correct. Yeah. We said even in Fresno, from the Tower District to Fresno High to you know Harlan Ranch to uh, Northwest Fresno, it's different everywhere we go. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so a seller calls you up and says, I'm ready to put you in, Coach, uh, they're ready to list. What should their expectations be? Well, five, five offers the first weekend?
2: That, well, that's, maybe that's what they're hearing on TV. Or their um, family's telling them five offers in three days and over list and everything else. So, um, but that's where the, the agent d- does their homework. Um, they check the market, and they, they come prepared to show the seller exactly what's going to happen with their home.
1: All right, and um, can they should they expect their realtor to give educated advice on pricing? Yes, and is that educated advice just going and pulling up a zestimate?
2: Well, um, zestimate is, um,
1: or I should say, an estimate because
2: well, I think they call zestimate guesstimate. Yeah, <laughs> but there's a lot of there's a lot of online um, search engines that you can get values on. Um, but then, if it was such a good idea, the banks would have been using them already. So, it's just a, an idea. They are not privy. Uh, we may sell
1: them our MLS feed, but they're not privy to everything that we have. Yeah. Okay. So, here, I, I'm reading to you now. I did a screenshot on this. Uh, this is somebody that called me up a couple months ago and wanted to to list their, their home. Um, and... They were really misled about this because they pulled this up. And it said the estimate for this house is 598000 so many dollars, which has decreased by $54,907 in the last 30 days. What? Yeah. Do you think that that really went down 10% in 30 days? We've never gone up, down that fast. Yeah. I mean... I, I I would even think the Dow Jones average hasn't done that. <laughs> <laughs> we would heard about it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and here, and then it goes on to say the rent estimate is three thousand sixty-seven a month, which has decreased two hundred and forty-one dollars in the last thirty days. Yeah. Uh, so how reliable can that be if it makes no? common sense
2: does it garbage in garbage out we said on our computers garbage in garbage out that's so, why you have to stay with your local professional real estate agent
1: so algorithm isn't the sharpest crayon in the box no they're still working on it aren't they <laughs> yeah, that's right all right with that we're going to our next commercial break stay tuned to welcome home radio 940 espn Well, welcome back to where we bleat Bulldog Red here. In fact, Rip, Rip Hovde, our guest today, has, is wearing red. Bulldog Red. Yep. I'm wearing blue. What's wrong with me? Dodger blue. Oh, that, there you go. All right. So um, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you had mentioned, uh, as we were talking about seller expectations mm-hmm. and maybe getting information online on the value of a home, what, what, was, what yeah. was the rest of your okay. thought on that?
2: So this is what I'd like the consumers to know behind the scenes. This is all done up for you to click, put your information in for, let's say, Zillow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they, they want you to put your property address, and that's how they became the number one search engine for real estate. Uh, they want you to put your property address in. They go click, they give you their estimate or, estimate or guesstimate, um, and then they sell that off to three other real estate agents for leads and they charge that real estate agent a lot of money for that lead. Mm-hmm. So basically we want the consumer to know that every time all this stuff is coming up, it's designed to get you to click on a website.
1: Okay, so but the consumer can go there for free.
2: Correct. Can't, can't but, you, what? but they're not; it's not free because they're giving up their information, name, email address, maybe even address. Ooh, so like. then they start getting phone calls. So it's not for free. You're giving up your personal information for a click.
1: Yeah. And you're saying I'm interested in real estate. I, I'm yeah. going to be buying. Yeah.
2: You raise your, you rose your hand and you went click. So now that also what they need to remember is all these websites have third party websites and now they're gonna get bombarded from all these other people. So as soon as they go click and then you mentioned it earlier the algorithms. Mm -hmm. All right. Now they put their stuff in there as an algorithm world. And now all of a sudden on their phone, um, homes are going to stop popping up, you know, couches, cars, whatever is going to start popping. That's what happens. You put your name out there and click and then you're targeted basically from there on out.
1: Yeah. It's amazing what happens on the Internet. Okay. So I had had to rent a car because mine's getting fixed. Mm -hmm. And the only thing they had available was a soccer mom minivan. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I'm so I, I took it. So I, I'm driving around in this minivan now, and I thought, well, I'd like to go trade this back in, and you know, for, until I get the rest of it. So I went to check prices on minivans. All of a sudden, I'm getting all these yeah. uh, advertisements popping up when I go online about minivans and soccer camps. <laughs> yeah, sure.
2: Um, but it's, it's a it's a big it's a big business, Don. You know, it's a trillion dollars a year probably out of this marketing, and it's all about marketing. That's what the folks need to remember. It's just to get them to click, and then all of a sudden they'll start getting phone calls from real estate agents. And what they need to remember, they may not be the best real estate agent in town, but these people are paying for leads, and you are now a lead. You're in the world. You put your hand up. People are going to contact you.
1: So that's kind of like when I was in grade school and I'd put my hand up. Yep. That poor teacher had no idea what was going to come out of my mouth.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, no.
1: It, they were usually disappointed, I will nah, say. <laughs> I doubt it. Oh, no. In fact, one of my teachers told me, he goes, hey, I'm real proud to know that you're, you're doing this talk show on the radio. He goes, but it doesn't surprise me. He said, you had a talk show going on in the back of the classroom most of the time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. True statement.
1: All right. So. We also let me switch gears a little bit because okay. you gave good advice there. That if you click and, and you go, you take that free bait. Yep. Then you might be on the
2: menu. Yep. You will. No, you, you are on the menu. Actually, you are the menu. Ah. So. Okay. Yeah. You're the main course.
1: So let that that states it very succinctly yep. right there. Now let's go back to all this talk that you hear, and maybe it's clickbait too. Mm-hmm. About the upcoming recession. Right. Or, you know, we're in a recession. And I had a guy one time, he offered $50,000 less than what the asking price was uh, in a multiple offer situation because he said, we're going to, there's a recession
2: coming. Yeah. Yeah. This house is going to lose value in three months and blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now I hear it too. But here's the thing what the folks have to remember in the Central Valley is we already got beat up in 9, 10, 11, and 12. Mm -hmm. And our values went way, we got beat hard. So now we're set, we're seeing a three to 5% great um, gain in our market. It's not crazy, it's just a nice, even real estate market. So if anything does happen, you wanna own real estate in Fresno County. You know why? it's one of the cheapest places to buy real estate almost in the United States. Mm-hmm. Not just California, almost in the United States. we're there's only like five towns um, throughout the country that have a higher income, um, a yearly income salary for our people. So we're yeah. really low on the income state. That's why our values at Fresno are still such a great deal for outside people to come in. You still can buy a house here in Fresno with a down payment almost anywhere else in the state of California.
1: Mm-hmm interesting um and here's another point back in uh, and i heard that heard this this week somebody said you know the last four recessions that this this guy remembered he said real estate was only a part of one of them and that was the 2008 one eight to twelve yeah he said the other ones home prices didn't really weren't affected
2: yeah and the other thing that folks really got to remember don before the um is the interest rates are are still low? Mm-hmm. I mean, ridiculously low to buy a home. uh We've talked about this several times. When I bought my first house, I was twelve and a half percent, and you know, and also I could afford was a fifty-eight thousand dollars house.
1: <laughs> yeah, in the beginning of the last recession in two thousand, let's say two thousand eight, interest rates were double what they are right now. Correct, are just about yeah. double. But there's also another big difference, and that's the shortage of homes. That's a big. That's the number one difference right now, the to lack of explain inventory. Explain that.
2: The lack. Well, back in 2008, we had three thousand, five thousand houses on the market, uh, multiple offers. They were they would buy a house, they'd wait three months to sell it again. Um, now we have a thousand houses. Um, Thousand sixty four in Fresno and Clovis active single family homes PUDs. So the the inventory is so low, and we still have so many buyers looking to buy a home in Fresno. Um, and what one thing um, we do have a lot of selection for them. They have the new homes, mm-hmm. um, and they're building great product. Um, if they like a small lot,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, if you want to reach out and touch your neighbor, there you go. But if you're looking for a good single family home that's established, you got you can find that home.
1: Give me your best real estate advice as we wrap up today's show.
2: Um, Stay local Um, with the real estate agent, the lender, uh, everything local. Because here's the thing. If something happens, you can come see me. Mm -hmm. If something happens, a lender, we can go see them. If it's an out of town, it's not so easy. It's a phone call. Oh, uh, it's email. I was in a meeting, blah, blah, you know,
1: all that song and dance that we get yeah keep it local do your
2: inspections and follow the timelines
1: all right and um what's your prediction for tonight's football game fresno state by 21 that's all 21 that will be oh there we go with expectations yeah See, i'm expecting more <laughs> and that same for buyers and sellers
2: hey a win is a win
1: all right that's right
2: go bulldogs yeah.
1: and thank you to all our listeners for tuning in we really appreciate it yep have a great day